As 2020 comes close to an end, I finally have some good news for you. And that is that Christ is our king. He's already victorious. He has beaten death. And there's a good chance that each and every one of us in this church today are in his kingdom as well. The world, the earth, only has division, despair, chaos, stress, and anxiety to give us. And we especially know that in 2020, both politically and with the isolation and death caused by COVID and whatever else, the loss of jobs, everything. If we focus on the material world, if we focus on the earth, the world, it's not a good picture. It's not good news. It's stressing and depressing. But here in the last Sunday in Ordinary Time, the celebration of Christ the King, we look upward. We look at our faith. We look at Christ who, as Paul says, has been the first one to die and will be the first one to be, was the first to be risen up. And we as his brothers and sisters are joining him or will join him. And even though the church never declares if someone at the moment of death is going to heaven or is going to hell, nobody knows that. We do know that the most sure way of getting to heaven is following Christ, living in the sacraments, staying with the church, doing these things, loving our neighbor and loving God, which, it, which means doing these things that we hear the sheep doing today in the gospel, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and the ill, those in prison, There's a pretty good chance, over 99% chance, that if you're doing those things through Jesus and not on your own strength, that you, you will know which, if you're going upstairs or downstairs. And that is good news, because with all the uncertainty of this year, we forget to rejoice. It's very easy to forget to rejoice, to forget to be happy, to forget to pray, and to pray often, to be close to our Lord to be close to our king, the king who loves us, the king that comes to visit us. The other good news is that most of us, if not all of us in here, already do these things. If you have kids, then you know, especially the moment they were born and before, that they are the poorest of the poor. They can't make any money. And you're feeding them and clothing them and visiting them while they're sick and barfing in your bathroom and cleaning up after them, and it's gross but you do it out of love. You do it because you, of course, because you love them. But that's exactly what God is saying. And maybe that's just a start, but at least you're doing it. At least we're doing it. We're not feeding the whole world. We're not clothing the whole world. But God doesn't want us to do that. God wants us to do our part. And we're already doing our part. And we forget about that too, because the world wants us to look and see what we're not doing, what we're not able to do, what we're not capable of doing, and make us think that we are capable of doing it and we're just failing at it. But God says otherwise. And he says, I want you to love and I want you to love deeply. And I'll give you examples of how to do that. And I start first with your children, then maybe elderly parents, maybe other friends in your life who you've had to give money to or shelter to or whomever. We all could do better at these things, no doubt about it, but we should never forget how good it is that we are doing these things at all and doing them at some level. Should we ask the Lord to come and give us the strength to do more? Absolutely. Should we get depressed that we're not doing more? Not at all. 
if we get if we find ourselves in any despair or stress that's not from God. God does not want us to be stressed. He wants us to come close to him, to find peace, to find life, and not just life, but life abundantly, even on this earth. And like we hear from Ezekiel, he wants and is our shepherd. God himself will lead us and guide us. Now, you may not know this, but in church law, every Catholic has the ability to write a letter to the Pope and to have a meeting with the Pope, or to request a meeting anyway. His bishops and cardinals may, you know, it may take several years or decades for that letter to get to him, but theoretically, Everyone has the right and the ability to have a one-on-one -on -one with the Pope and to have his, to, to talk with him, for him to be close. And that's our number two guy. Our number one guy is Jesus himself, our king. The Pope is the vicar of Christ, the placeholder of Christ, the prime minister of the church, the prime minister of his body. But more amazing than that ability is that Christ, Jesus, he comes to us whenever we ask him. He wants to be our shepherd, and he comes to visit us when we go to visit him, when we ask for his help. When two or three are gathered together, he is there in our midst. Whenever we ask for strength to grow in virtue, to live the life that he wants us to live, we know that he hears our joys. We know that he hears our sorrows. We know that he hears our requests. We know that he can be close, and he is always close. Sometimes, oftentimes, especially when we look down, especially when we look at the world, we think that he's far away, when in fact he's just over our shoulder, but we don't quiet ourselves and quiet our life and pray often enough and just rest in him because he wants to hold us up. He wants to support us. That's how much he loves us and what kind of a shepherd he is and what good news that is. All of this is good news. All of us, all of this is cause for rejoicing. Because God, as even we hear in this parable, it's not about how effective the people were. It's not about how successful the people were, the sheep were. It was that they loved, that they gave food, that they gave drink, that they gave clothing, that they gave of themselves and realized that everything that we have is from God and ought to be given and that they lived in a way that mimicked and mirrored the Son, that mirrored Jesus. We do our best as we can in this world, or hopefully we do. We could always do more. But the greatest news is that God is with us, and there is a good chance that if we keep ourselves holy, we go to confession often, we receive the Eucharist, and we try to earnestly and honestly love God above all material things, including ourselves, that when the time comes, he will invite us into our eternal pasture. He will invite us into our eternal home prepared before the foundation of the world. And brothers and sisters, there is no better news than this.